0: Welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast. I'm Simi Lerner. The idea of suffering is a difficult conversation to have because it characterizes so much of people's lives and it can emerge in people's lives in unexpected and often dark ways. So to discuss it philosophically doesn't do justice to people's lived experience. It's not emotionally satisfying. But what Rav Shamsin Rafal Hirsch does in his discussion on what exactly a trial, an ordeal, a nisayon is, is he tries to give us a lens to look at our experiences through, a layer of value to apply to our lives that makes the experience of suffering profoundly meaningful. Because, as I said, suffering is so characteristic of the human condition so much so that religions are born from that very experience and how to deal with that experience. The Torah's perspective on the experience of suffering takes two avenues. Rav analyzes both of them. On the one side, the one we'll call training, and the other side we will call a test. And these two are both distinct. The reason why this is so important is because the world itself, in its raw state, doesn't scream meaning. Meaning is something you add to the world, and in respect to suffering, a person can see the randomness of life, his understanding of the scientific method, for example, his ability to track the natural phenomena around us, human psychology, weather patterns, and there's a certain randomness that can hit a person. There's a certain meaninglessness, a nihilism, that can come along with this worldview, As it's often put by critics of religion, the universe doesn't owe you anything. The universe doesn't owe you an explanation. It doesn't owe you meaning. You are born, you suffer, you die. That is a narrative that people hold onto. But this isn't the narrative of the Torah. This isn't the narrative Rav Hirsch offers us. Rav Hirsch says the experience of being alive has a layer of value laid on top of it. The experience of pain or of suffering or of trials isn't a vindictive God punishing you, but there is a purpose to it. There is a purpose that exhibits growth on the individual through two distinct respects. But before we go on to those two examples or those two explanations, which really do cover the entirety of the human condition by way of suffering, that really is the beauty of Rev Hirsch's explanation. It leaves no room for a gap of, but what about this? But perhaps I'll give a metaphor for explaining the contrast to the view we are going to take, and I'm going to use a secular example to really bring out a layer of value that you could choose to put onto the world. And once again, it's a choice. The world doesn't exhibit the meaning per se. You choose the story to put on it. It's a profound way that an individual's free will plays a part in how he looks at the world. There's an ancient Greek myth called the myth of Sisyphus. Cutting a long story short, he is punished by Zeus with a very unique punishment. A unique punishment that people find very existentially terrifying. His job is basically, for the rest of eternity, to roll a rock up a hill. And then it rolls down again. And he has to do it again. And again. And it just rolls down and he pushes it up. Now there are some very horrific punishments in Greek myth. The reason why this one strikes a chord in our emotional makeup is because it's so lacking meaning. It's suffering, but with no purpose. It's just suffering. This is a myth that people can appeal to their lives. They can use this layer of value on their lives of the experience of suffering in this world. Just like Sisyphus, you're just pushing the rock up the hill. But now let us take the perspective of the Jewish people's Messiah. What is the lens that we look at suffering with? And Rav Hirsch says they fall into one of two categories. If a person is suffering, or a person is going through difficulty, and they reflect, and they see are areas in their lives that they can grow, God is training them. Like the Jewish people in the desert, is a perfect metaphor for this from Rav Hirsch's standpoint, that first journey in the desert, the Jewish people were lacking, and God put them through an experience of training. Each stage of that journey exhibited a different training course, a course of training in trust, a course of training in a relationship with God, be it the mon, be it the attack from Amalek. It was training the Jewish people to become a certain type of people, a people that they weren't. And that training drew out from them, put them in situations that forced them to become better people, to become more experienced, to become a people that would be worthy of this mission. We have that in the microcosm of our own personal lives. Life is a desert. The beauty about the metaphor of desert is that the desert has suffering. But like the desert of our forefathers, the desert of life comes with training. When we are lacking, God puts us through. God takes things away that force us to reflect, force us to recognize we are to become something, not just have things. We are to become a certain type of person. And are we living up to those values? That is the lens of training. We are put through training to become something better, to draw out that latent nobility within us. That is what comes about through training. We call God our Father in heaven. That metaphor isn't accidental. A father loves, but a father also withholds. A father also takes away. A loving father will do that to allow the child to grow. That's why as parents... For a mother or a father, one of the hardest experiences is to discipline a child, because you withhold something from the child. You take something away, you refuse to give something to a child, and you know, in a very minor way, they're suffering because of it. They would rather it be different. But you know for their growth, for the love that you have for them as a father or a mother, you have to do this and it should hurt you. The cycle of suffering is meaningful here. The parents suffer through the disciplining of the child, but they recognize there is meaning in that suffering. They recognize that that suffering comes with a purpose that justifies what they're putting themselves through. And that purpose is the love and the growth for their child. So that's that first description of suffering that we experience as human beings. Be us Jews or non-Jews, we experience suffering because God as a father is helping us grow. But what about the other form of suffering? Rav Hirsch says when a person is good, where a person has reached the level where they are growing and they are moving up, why do they experience suffering? The classic question of why do the righteous suffer? Rav Hirsch says there is meaning for that as well, because that is called a test. A good way of explaining this is I can be a good person. I can be a good person who loves, who connects to people, but if I don't put myself in an environment that forces me to step up, I'll be stagnant, I might be a good person, but being a good person isn't enough. Being a person that is challenged and still good is called moral growth. It's called acting in the image of God. In a very down-to-earth way, I can test myself. I can put myself in a situation that I don't want to be in that will force me to become a better person. Go to an old age home. Certain people feel very uncomfortable amongst the elderly. It reminds them of death, for example. And that's fearful. And the frailty of the human condition. But can you sit with an elderly person and talk to them? Hold their hand? For some people that is terrifying. But to force yourself to go there, to force yourself to go to a homeless shelter, to force yourself to pack boxes and recognize that I might not need this box because I can provide for my family forces me to become a better person because I'm interacting with other people's suffering. I'm interacting, and it's not comfortable, but I'm testing myself because it would be so much easier just not to go. But I force myself to go. I test myself like you test iron. It becomes stronger through the experience. And the more varied the experience is, the more varied the growth. This is when we bring in God's perspective, If the Almighty puts me through something because I can grow, the test that I will be put through allows me to grow exponentially, not simply bring out from within to train me to become something I need to become because I'm not that, but be at a situation where I am doing well, but to bring out exponential growth through love, through the desire for even more. That is suffering through a test, an ordeal. That is the process of elevation. Now, let us recap. We spoke about the lens that you can look at the world through, and the lens that we look at our suffering matters. It can be meaningless. It can be complete nihilism. It can be pushing a rock up a hill. Or it can be profoundly meaningful. So my experiences are not because God is angry and needs to let out frustration. No, it is because of love. Because God wants me to become something I'm not, or elevate me to a higher status to increase my ability to perfect myself. This is the lens of meaning that a Jew looks at his suffering through. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful week.